You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 183, Why Overloading is the Key to Growth with Heather Fuller. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Thanks so much for joining me today. And this month is our new, well, this is our first week of our new theme for July, which is Dream Big. And I'm already adoring this theme and the many interviews that are coming at you related to it. Did you know that I'm obsessed with athletes? Am I super athletic myself or do I know sports really well and I adore following them? Did I participate in athletics growing up? Um, no. (laughs) And no to all three of those. The reason I adore athletes and what they do is the story behind them. The grit, the passion, the obstacles overcome, the mindset struggles, and the navigation of failure after failure and still trying. You know what athletes are really good at owning? That in order to grow, you have to go so slightly and so carefully overloading your body. That's called the overload principle. And guess what? This principle totally applies to any way we stretch and improve ourselves, minds included. My guest today is the lovely Heather Fuller, and she's going to walk you all through why you have to overload to grow and how to do that responsibly so your sanity and your body, if that applies, stays intact. Heather's also an amazing leader of Happier Than Skinny, and she's doing a retreat. She's going to tell you about it more at the end, and we have a great code for you. It's not an affiliate code. I don't get anything from this. I am going to be a speaker at the retreat, and I would adore to have you. It's in late September in northern Utah, and it's incredible. And she's giving you a $100 off code with Monica in all caps. All right, before we dive in and have Heather introduce herself, let's hear a word from our sponsor. If you're new around here, let me tell you something that might surprise you for a podcaster who talks all about progress and self-improvement. I am not naturally a planner person. I used to be back in my not-so-glory days of being an obsessive perfectionist and Back then, I kept close to maybe 10 years of near-perfect daily planning. But then when I uh, you know, got super burned out, went crazy, n- not an exaggeration there, certifiably crazy, eventually I left my productivity to chance for many years, like eight years. About three, four years ago, I decided it was time to get back on the planning horse. I have fallen off the horse a ton, but bit by bit, I got to the point where about 50% of the time I was able to plan my days the night before. And it was a huge improvement, but I still was pretty lacking. Well, three months ago, my improvement took a huge upswing and that's because of Monk Manual. Monk Manual sent me one of their planners and I was instantly impressed by their mission and the design of the planners and the features of them where I can go planning by month and then week and then daily. I wasn't honestly sure if I'd be able to keep it up because of my track record. Well, I have. For three months, I've been able to plan. Has it been 100%? (laughs) No, because I'm still a work in progress. 
but I'd say I now am averaging about 85 to 95% of the time I am consistently using my planner and it feels magical and miraculous and I really think it's because of this planner. Let me tell you why. Monk Manual believes being productive is not about doing more, it's about doing the most important things well. That's why they structure this monthly, weekly, and daily sections of the planner. It's all one planner, but you get those three sections and they are based off of what is unique and important to you. It is all about intentionality, which funnily enough is my word this year. I can't say enough good about them. Um, and luckily for you, I do have more chance to do that because they're our sponsor this month. So each week I'll tell you another feature about Monk Manual that I really love. For July only, they are giving you 20% off of their planners. That's a huge discount. They've never done that big before. And it's with the affiliate code about progress and all caps, one word. If you're listening to this a few months down the line, you can still get 10% off, but for July, 20% off. I hope you know how genuinely excited I am to have Monk Manual as a sponsor. And I am telling you with my hand on my heart that I only accept sponsors that I use in my personal life and absolutely adore. Okay, let's now get into my lovely chat with Heather all about this overload principle, which I turned out to really be a huge fan of. Hi, my name is Heather Fuller and I am from North Ogden, Utah. I live here with my husband and our three crazy monkey children. Um, and we just love like being outside and eating food and laughing as much as we can. So I have created Happier Than Skinny, which began as just a personal training studio for women in my neighborhood. And it grew into online as, as I wanted to help work with women who weren't local with me. And our emphasis is all about helping women thrive and grow and finding their happy place with mental health and emotional health, as well as physical health. Um, a lot of times I think that we're so focused on being skinny and reaching for this physical goal that we're often sacrificing our mental and our emotional well-being. And so we just feel like there's so much more beyond being skinny. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's do hard things. Let's be good. Let's grow. But let's keep sight of the fact that like we're a whole person and however our body chooses to manifest when we're taking care of it is great. And then we can just thrive and grow from there. I love that. And you do this with your sisters, which I also enjoy because I come from a family of five girls. There's two boys as well, but a lot of sisters, a lot of different personality types, including body types. And I mm -hmm. love that you embrace all of that. Um, we don't have to match a certain um, size or aesthetic or even workout style to be healthy and to be happy. Totally. Yeah. Yes. So I really, really loved what you all share there. And Heather, today you're here to talk about the overload. I'm going to say it again, the overload principle. And <laughs> this is one of those things that I, it's both, it's both good for us. Right. But it's also complicated and yeah. it's also hard. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking all about dreaming big. And with that comes this principle. So how about you set it up for us? Because I know I'm going to butcher it if I try. <laughs> sure. Just a little bit about this concept and then we're going to dig into it a little more. Okay. So the overload principle is basically like very simply explained. It's the fact that you've got to challenge yourself in order to change. So I am a personal trainer and in, in personal training, your body is really, really good at just being efficient 
and keeping yourself alive with as little work as possible. And so if you're asking your body to change, you have to convince your body that there's a reason to change. You have to force it to adapt to something harder than it's used to. So that could look like going for a longer period of time in your workout or doing a heavier weight in your workout or doing more reps in your workout. That's going to trigger your body to adapt and to change. But the beautiful thing that I think is that this really applies outside of just personal training too. In any aspect of our lives, if we want to change and if we want to grow, we have to allow ourselves to be a little bit uncomfortable, right? We have to put ourselves in positions where maybe we're having to stretch and do a little bit more than we currently can do. And eventually we become able to do it and that becomes the new easy. And then we can keep growing. Okay. Well, you, I, I, maybe you don't know this about me, but I actually am obsessed with athletes and learning about them and how they get into the mindset and what they do <laughs> with their, their minds for sure, but also their bodies. And because not because I am an amusing athlete, but because I can apply what they teach me to my own personal development. Because, so I love this connection. Totally. Let's talk about how to correctly do it then, because I think a lot of people, um, especially those in my community who either were or still are kind of that obsessive perfectionist, they go really gung ho, really hard and get burned out really quick. Mm-hmm. And, um, they don't want to do that again, or they feel like they failed and maybe they were just doing this overload part incorrectly. So what does, mm-hmm. what should this actually look like? What kind of level of hard? And maybe we can talk about this in terms of your body, but with the, um, understanding this applies to anything that you are um, trying to develop and, and work on? I love that question because you're right. I think a lot of times, especially if you have like an all or nothing or a gung-ho personality, you hit the gas pedal and you're going a hundred percent and then like, gosh, that wasn't fun or that hurt. <laughs> so I think that it's really good to tackle this wisely and to take on like the right amount of overload. So in personal training, the recommendation is to increase by five to 10% week over week. And so one simple way to kind of illustrate this is thinking about training for like a race, like a marathon. Oh, okay. Yes. So one week, maybe week one, you start and your long run is a three mile run. And then every week your long run would increase by just one mile week over week. But one thing that I really like to build in for my clients and for myself personally, because I feel like this is a really good way to like honor my body and not just be asking it to um, give, 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 is to do three weeks of increasing. And then on the fourth week, I always bring it back down and have a recovery week. So back to the marathon training, that could look like a three mile run. And then the next week, a four mile run. And then the next week, a five mile run. And then week four, it would be back down to like a four mile run and it's recovery mode. And that once was hard, but now that's easy. And then you continue to build from there. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's so many different ways you could apply that too. It could be the length of your workout or the intensity or the speed, but five to 10% increases week over week. And then I love to build for three weeks and take a fourth week as recovery because you can't always be asking your body to give, give, give. Like I said, like you have to have periods of growth and then periods of recovery Mm. 
and that really I think is is a good way to honor and respect your body and to listen to it and to make sure you're in tune with what it needs and allowing it to recover um, and to prepare yourself for the next climb, the next period of growth. So that's fabulous. So Heather, yeah. for someone who is who has had that burnout period, or maybe um, whether they were going after a big goal that's physical or not, and they they hit a wall right away, or they gave up on a big dream because um, they got you know emotionally, physically, mentally unwell. Um, maybe what we can think about in hindsight, what kind of recovery had you given yourself? What mm. kind of space for rest and um, dialing back <laughs> did you give yourself and if you can see I, I would i would venture to guess that 99 percent of the people who get burned out going after a goal didn't allow for that time to recover or yeah. allow enough of it or um the intensity of a recovery that they needed totally okay and you know it's funny because i'm it's easy for me to sit here and teach these principles but we all know it's another thing to like live it ourselves. And yeah. so as you were, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, oh yeah, that sounds like me sometimes. Like I will just take sure. on all these big goals and then I'll be like, oh, okay. Like I'm drowning. My head is underwater mm -hmm. or this was too much. And I really, I think that it just becomes more natural as you become okay as you become more comfortable, like listening to yourself and recognizing, like, I don't have to ask a hundred percent of my body every day. I don't have to constantly be striving per for perfection or whatnot, like to allow yourself to, to have that recovery and to know that that's part of the process. Ultimately, that's part of growing the recovery periods. The rest periods are just as important as yeah. the, as the pushing periods. Um, I think that becomes a lot easier as you're as you're listening to yourself and you're recognizing that your body knows exactly what it needs. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if, if you are burned out or if you are overwhelmed or if you're disappointed with your progress, take a look at what you've been doing and how much rest and recovery you've been allowing yourself and recognize that that is an important part of the equation for growth. Oh, so brilliant. And you know, what's interesting. I think even if you're going after I don't know, a scholarly goal, or you're trying to work on this new habit and burnout often still manifests itself as a physical symptom, right? Mm -hmm. So your body still can often tell you, Hey, I'm done. Like I'm exhausted. I need a break or I can't do this. Um, so even paying attention to your body for whatever you're doing, that's not athletic related, I think is pretty key. Yeah, absolutely. We're dynamic beings. We're not just a body. And then separate from that is our heart. And then separate from that is our mind. Like they are all so intertwined. And I know that I carry like stress in my body. My shoulders get hunched and, you know, like you can, yeah. you can feel it physically when you're off. Um, so that's a good point that you Pay bring attention. up. Yeah. Yeah. And just recognize that that's okay. Your body, it's all feedback. It's all just cueing you in to to information and then you get to choose what to do with that information. Okay. So it's all about tweaking. You know, it's, it's like a lot of a little experiments. Hmm, maybe I'm getting burned out. Maybe I need to dial back and rest a little bit. And then you rest a little bit and you realize, actually, I did have more energy to give. I could have pushed myself a little more. So next time I'm going to try that. And then, you know, you just keep tweaking with it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And if it's okay, we, we had a class yesterday and this was, this brings up something that um, one of my ladies was talking about because we were trying to, I was teaching them a really difficult move and I was explaining to them, pay attention to the difference between being uncomfortable because you're doing something hard. So it's okay that your heart rate is up and that you're breathing heavy and that you're sweating and your face is flushed. And it's okay that you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this for 10 more seconds. But recognize the difference between that and, oh my gosh, I'm in pain. Like, I think I just pulled something mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and I, I think that that is an important distinction to make because when we are overloading and when we're wanting to make progress, we are asking our bodies to do a little more than they currently can, right? But our bodies will adapt to that as we do it wisely. And so you have to be a little bit uncomfortable. You have to be a little comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's, that is different than like, I don't believe in the whole no pain, no gain mantra. <laughs> and so I think it's good to, to figure out, okay, this is, this is my learning zone or this is my progress zone. This is my uncomfortable zone, but I can handle this. I could do this for one more minute. I, you know, like I'm yeah. not pulling muscle. I'm not injuring myself. There's, there is a distinction to be made there. And I think that again, paying attention to your body and listening to that feedback that your body's giving you is all very valuable to help you, to help you cope and push through the discomfort. Mm. So good. Heather. Comes. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to come right. No matter what. Oh, totally. And there's nothing more gratifying than getting to the end of something hard and looking back and being like, I did that. Like, mm -hmm. I did not think I could do that, but I did it. And, and then you have confidence to do another hard thing. Let's take a quick break here to talk about something I love that's not very deep, but it's makeup. When I turned 30, I realized that a little bit of lipstick brightened my whole face. Is this your experience too? It's serious, it's, it's, it's real. I became a lipstick gal and I always have a tube on me now and especially in my favorite makeup brand, Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter eliminates 1,500 dangerous chemicals that contrast the FDA's current list of only 30 restricted ingredients. So when I became a lipstick gal, I really <laughs> fell hook, line, and sinker for Beauty Counter's sheer lipstick. I have them in four shades, but my favorite is Rose, and I think it's the perfect dark pink that would look good on anybody. Beauty Counter Sheer Lipstick is like the perfect mix of chapstick and lipstick, and I even use it as blush if I'm in a big rush. Ooh, and that rhymes. <laughs> so I wanna remind you that all of July, I'm asking you to share the podcast, and you can do it publicly, and you can do it privately, and either way, each week, I'm going to draw someone who has shared the podcast and let them choose between one of the five beauty counter items that I have available for them. Um, some are makeup and some are skincare. And if you do it publicly, if you share it publicly, tag me and you're in the running. Or if you are private and you still do it on your social media, also send me a screenshot of it. If you do it with a friend via email or texting, you can send that to me a screenshot by a screenshot um, by direct message or email. Uh, sharing the podcast is the number one way we grow and I want to reward you in return for doing that because you do you do it all the time So let's give you a reward for doing that 
Without fail, by the way, anytime I post on my stories, I get a direct message saying, hey, what's that lipstick you're wearing? And nine times out of 10, it's that sheer lipstick and usually in the rose color. So that is one of the five items I have up for a drawing each week. And if you don't get pulled as a winner, um, you can still get your own lipstick through the link in my profile. Make sure I'm listed as your reference. I know you're going to love, love that lipstick and anything beauty counter, just like I do. Thank you so much for sharing about the show too. Um, and I would love to reward you in return. Well, you know, I, I have been learning this with, this is my physical example of this, learning how to swim. I am now two and a half years into teaching myself how to swim as, as an adult. And I've probably talked people to death about it because <laughs> the only way I taught myself was by swimming once a week for 20 minutes. And to me, that was a huge push. But uh-huh. it started by swimming a quarter of a lap and standing up and choking my guts out. And now I can swim a half hour without. Oh stopping. my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, to me, it's a miracle, but it's also two and a half years of swimming 20 minutes a week yeah. <laughs> and getting yeah. comfortable enough each time. And like you said, when I'm done, I feel like I am an Olympic athlete. For sure. <laughs> like I feel that. Look at what I just did, you know? Well, yeah. let's talk about this outside of um, the physical achievements. Um, how has this played out for you personally? Um, well, I love to move towards things that are scary for some strange reason. I'm like that yeah. weird person that is like, oh, a triathlon, that sounds awful. I'm going to sign up and try it. Or, it must be why we're friends. Yeah. yeah, that's why we're friends. We're a little crazy and a little awesome. Yes, both. <laughs> I think that's awesome that you taught yourself how to swim a few years ago. Um, as a swimmer, I know how hard that is. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, I taught myself how to play the piano a few years ago. Well, oh, yeah. hang on, let's backtrack a little bit because when I was eight years old, my mom did put me in piano lessons. I had a teacher, but it only lasted for a few months because, uh, I wouldn't play like what she wanted me to play. I would just make stuff up. <laughs> she, she said I needed a break and I never went back. That's <laughs> so, okay. I, I feel like I've done that to my oldest daughter already right now. Really? Oh, yeah. so then I, I was like this 28 year old woman and I, watch people play the piano at church and things. And I'm like, that's so cool. I want to do that. So I started teaching myself and then word got around. And in my local community at my church, they were like, oh, she can kind of play the piano. Let's have her play for the kids. And I said, sure, because I thought that terrifies me, but it'll force me to practice and I will have no choice but to get better. Right? Yes. You're an obliger, I guess, like me. Oh, I love to make myself uncomfortable. So good at being awkward. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I, it was like so hard. It was one of the hardest things because it was like really scary too. It is scary. Up there in front of people. And it's one thing to play the piano, but it's another thing to play the piano while people are singing. Mm -hmm. Because you have to like have the tempo and keep up and you know, so I would get the songs a week ahead of time and I would practice them so diligently for 30 minutes every night before I went to bed. And every day I got a little better at the songs or I, my tempo was able to improve a little bit. And I was more confident in like where my fingers went. And then by the time it was Sunday, I could play it pretty comfortably. And I was, I was doing that for maybe six months 
And from start to finish, like I looked back and the number of songs I could play and the ability that I could play it with and the speed and, you know, my confidence, it was just, I for sure overloaded myself. Like, yeah, it was so hard, but like the progress that I made was amazing. And so I think that outside of just physical, anything we want to learn, anything we want to try to do, a skill we don't already have, overload principle 100% comes into play because there's nothing, you're not going to like get better and grow if you just keep doing the same thing all the time. You have to stretch yourself. You have to reach for what you can't do. And then over time through messing up and playing the wrong note, you, you get it eventually. And then you look back and you say, wow, that's easy now. It was so hard for me before, but it's, I can do it now. And that feels so good. And it gives you the confidence to do the next thing that you can't do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which honestly could be totally different, you know, totally like it could different. be another musical goal or it could be a cooking goal or it could mm-hmm. be an art goal. It could be anything, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of, of inner confidence that comes from, from allowing yourself to stretch and to realize like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I can become more than I am. Heather, what are you doing right now? That is something you can't do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, what am I not doing right now that I can't currently do? I just, I, um, well, I'm planning a retreat right now, which I've never done before. And so that has a lot of small working parts, like advertising and organizing speakers and logistics and itinerary all kinds of things, but it's also been really fun to figure out like the little pieces and like put the puzzle together and be, I I can like see it. It's not real yet, but I can like see it becoming real. So that's huge. Yeah. I don't know. We were talking before about how a lot of what we do requires a little bit of faith and a little bit of craziness. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, this, this, this overload principle does require you to see what's not there yet, but to believe that you can fill those shoes or you can become capable and you have to be a little bit crazy enough to be like, heck yeah, I can do that. I'm going to try it and we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. And I'll just allow it to play out. I want to hear more about the retreat, but first I just, I just want your final thoughts from a fellow progressor to another progressor. And that's why, why do you enjoy growing so much? Why do you push yourself? And you know, what do you get out of this living this way? Oh, I'm a big believer in potential and just in the, the idea that we're all designed to become so much more like we all have so much potential within us and I really want to unlock that and just become whatever I can become you know and I don't mean that as far as like comparing myself against anyone else but just me personally like what can I do that scares me that then down the road will be like second hand second nature and you know I just it helps me to feel alive. It helps me to feel like I'm living my meaning and finding my purpose as I'm trying to just reach my potential and discover what that means. And I, I feel like as I say that, that sounds a little bit silly because <laughs> 
I can't even picture myself when I'm 50, you know, how am I supposed to know what I'm even reaching for? But I just think that as I push myself and allow myself to be uncomfortable, but honor myself also and just naturally grow in the ways that come up. Does that make sense? Like as doors naturally open, um, that will be revealed to me. You know, it's, it's like we said, it's a little bit of faith and a little bit of craziness, but it, it just helps me feel alive. Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect description. Yeah. And like yourself, <laughs> like your real self, you know, that's how I feel. I feel like Monica. Totally. Yes. Yes. Because I can see other people doing amazing things. And while that's great because it shows me what's possible and I really value looking at other strong people and seeing their examples. I think it's super important to honor and respect that you are an individual and that you are completely unique and that you can be exactly just you. You are meant to be you, you know, and just explore within that. What can I do? What am I capable of? What gifts do I have that I haven't uncovered? You know, I just think that's so exciting and we all have this potential. Amen. All right, Heather. If I were listening to this, I would want to know way more about that retreat you mentioned. (laughs) And I'm actually going to be speaking there. I am so excited, especially after um, we met officially a few months ago. It was so fun to spend time with you. But even just hearing from you right now, it just solidifies. We share so much of the same mission here. And I want people to come to this retreat. So tell us about it. Oh, I am so excited, Monica. So It is at the end of September. It's the 26th to the 28th of September, 2019, and it's in Morgan Valley, Utah, which is kind of near Ogden, Utah, Um, but it's just designed for women to have a three-day break to just reset mentally and physically and emotionally. We are gathering some amazing speakers. You are one of them who will be, yeah, who will be touching on topics related to physical and mental and emotional wellness and giving us real practical tools and tips that we can take back into our everyday life. But beyond like the learning that we'll be doing, we'll also be playing a lot. So we've designed it in a way that chunks of the day will be adventure options that people can choose from. And we, I felt really strongly about doing this because of things like the overload principle I want this to be a safe environment for people to try something they've never tried before. If they've at all had the desire to ride a horse, but they haven't had access or a person to teach them how, you have that here. You'll have all the equipment you need and you'll have the experts to help you do it comfortably and confidently. And so it'll be just a really great weekend where you can try new things, you can stretch yourself and see what's possible. You can learn and be uplifted. You'll be with a bunch of rad women who are equally just trying to make progress and feel good in their own skin. And also we will have chefs there who are cooking for us. So I'm not sure what I'm most excited about. The fact that I want to clean or, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many, so many fun things about it, but it's, it is going to be so, so fun. And there's only room for a small number of women. And yeah, so- I was going to say, I hope this hasn't sold out by the time we air this because we're recording this in June, airing it in July. It might be 
sold out or close to. So I mean, it might be, it might be, but we'll still put the link and you have a special code for people who want to come and meet you in real life. Um, but yeah, there, there is really limited spots available. And so I just, it's going to be so amazing. I can't wait to meet the women who come and just give everyone big hugs and have a great weekend. That's so great. And, and Kate, remind me, is my code about progress? Is that- your, <laughs> your code is Monica. Oh, okay. All and right. it's good for $100 off registration. Oh, that's so amazing. So that's okay for us to share here? Because I wasn't sure if that was something we, I'm, I'm yes, totally. out, but okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. So the totally. code is, is something we can use a hundred dollars off with the code Monica, if it's not sold out. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be there. I'm going to be playing as well as, as speaking. I'm going to be learning and having fun too. So yay, <laughs> incredible. I am so glad we got to have you on and I'm, I'm just grateful for your friendship too and your example to me. And I'm glad that we found each other and our, our kindred spirit. So thanks so much for being on the show. Me too, Monica. It's been really, really fun to get to know you better. And I just really admire this community that you're building and the work you're doing. I think it's so good for all of us to relax a little bit around what we expect of yourself, of ourselves and to just be okay with making progress. Amen, sister. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website aboutprogress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called A Work in Progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website aboutprogress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community, and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Progressor to another progressor. And that's how I'm kind of, hold on. I think I have a three-year-old coming in. Um, let's let's just send Shabbat to me. Okay, will you tell him that hurts my feelings? Okay, Daddy will talk to him. Love you. And he left the door open. So one second. No problem. <laughs> growing and oh. again. Okay, can you go tell Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I mean, everyone wants mom. For now he's closing. Brad, Brad, Brad just knocked. I'm so sorry. He's okay. He's got him now. Okay. How do I phrase this again?